Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this dance. So there's a body sitting on the chair. You can call it your body. But really it's owned by pure consciousness. It's not actually owned by the person in you. We just talk like that in the world, as if it's your body. Because you have to manage it on some material level. But really it's pure consciousness manifesting its form. And so from one perspective, there's the body sitting on a chair or a cushion. There's another perspective that's open to you, which is not so personal. The perspective might be accessible if you drop deeper. And for some, it's accessible if you drop back, if you step back, if you pull back. So in that perception, from that point of perception, the body is observed. And the viewing point is impersonal. There's no ownership in it. It doesn't take anything personally. So we call it impersonal. It does not have the ability to take something personally. Things happen, things are observed, there's no judgment. And dropping deeper or pulling back, there is another point of perception that functions. And it's the point of perception of being. Not much doing happens here. It's about being, beingness. It's about what is. It doesn't run with too many ideas or fantasies or imaginings or stories. Because being is the anchor of this point of perception. And you can find it by sensing that, by sensing what is your own beingness. For some it feels like existing now. This is also called the I am.
If it works for you to drop into another point of perception, and if it doesn't, that's fine. Hang out in that sense of being. If you can pull back or drop deeper, the being part disappears. The verb disappears. The am-ness of the I am disappears. So if we have I am and the amness disappears, there is simply I. It's not doing isness. It's kind of slipped a little bit deeper than the idea of the present moment. It's less solid than anything that is. Simply pure I without anything else. Pure I. Arising from it can be a sense of purity or a sense of stillness or completeness. Outside of time, This layer is outside of time. It is not subject to a past, present, or future. It doesn't have any isness or animus to enable it to do that. Outside of time. Pure I. And here there is nothing other than I. There are no parts, simply I. The I is neither empty nor full. Let's go deeper, another point of perception. So if we're going deeper than that pure I, we can only arrive at perceiving itself, where the perception is integral to the next layer. There isn't something that's perceiving because we no longer have something with an ability to perceive.
pure perceiving, pure perception, where nothing is looking at anything, just perception. Going deeper, pulling back from pure perception. The sense of perception itself existing has to go. The attribute of anything existing, beingness of any sort, even the absolute, any sense of existing, dissolves. You are now at the point of where manifestation arises from. Because if anything is going to manifest, then it must exist in some way real or imagined, it must have some attribute of existence. Existence itself is a very, very fine concept. Go prior. Where existence or not existing cannot be before they can arise. Prior to the idea of existence, concept of space. That too can be seen through. Space. That which makes vastness and the void possible. Space itself is also a creation of consciousness. It's a prerequisite for consciousness to experience itself, to perceive itself. Even space is a building block that can fall away now. There is no here or there. There is no space, empty or full. Space itself Concepts of truth 
fall away. The concept-making mechanism has no foundation. the smallest fraction of your attention come forward towards the idea of space. It's only a fraction of your attention. Rolling out as pure consciousness. Nothing is lost by the rolling out. Nothing is gained by this rolling out. Consciousness rolls out towards space. And the possibility of something to exist is born. Consciousness can begin to be aware of itself. As if it turns around to see itself. And the ability for conscious to be knowing that it is conscious arises. And it sees itself as the pure I, one without a second, 
Subject-object perception begins. This perception allows the pure eye, where there is no second, to imagine that part of itself is a separate object. So it imagines that there is separation. It looks at part of itself. And because of subject-object perception, it sees part of itself as separate, as other. Subject-object perception allows difference to show itself. In essence, everything is the same. Subject-object perception illuminates what we imagine is difference. And duality arises. Nothing is lost and nothing is gained by the arising of the dualistic lens of perception. And this dualistic perception registers in the human brain of the body-mind that is now sitting here in this room. None of this rolling out of pure consciousness consolidates you as something separate. The dualistic perception enables separation to appear. But it is only in perception. Its depth is no deeper than perception. Let there be an awareness of the physical body. A manifestation. Lots of things. 
Bring attention to your feet. Move your toes if you can. Know that the dualistic perception enables you to function. And it does not define who you are. It's just a tool for the body-mind. It's a tool that human beings use. It does not offer identity. You are not that body. That body is a manifestation that has rolled out from pure consciousness and it always is pure consciousness. It cannot be other than what it is. But it has this beautiful mechanism to enable it to imagine that it is other, that it is disconnected. But it's only imagined. Separation is only imagined. It is only a byproduct of the thinking mind. It has no substance outside of the thinking mind. See how you do. See how you do being connected with this physical form. And see if, the, if your point of perception is other than the dualistic realm. If it's someplace prior to duality. Mind will go with you if you try to analyze what, what layer of perception is running, as long as it's not dualistic. It's great. Very simple, really, isn't it? No? <laughs> okay, maybe not. <laughs> but it is really. Mind makes it complex. Drop the story of you, huh? Drop the attachment to the story of you. doesn't mean not looking after your needs or all of that has to continue. 
but you can know that it's not you. It's just a role that's being played. Just like the role that's required of you at work to be a manager or an employee is like a hat you put on. To be a lover or a parent or a friend or a brother. These are just roles. None of them, none of them define you. They, they can't. These are just roles. No matter how authentic the role is, it's still just a role. You won't find yourself in a role. So nothing in the world really can satisfy. You can enjoy something, but it really can't satisfy. So the chair is open if somebody would like to talk. Sure. Sure, I can do that. I hadn't planned it, but I can do that. This would mean just sending you all an, an email and giving 50% off to buy the entire weekend recording. Okay, sure, I'll do that. Just, I just got to collect the emails from Irani. That's all. So that's possible. Meditation tape? The meditation CD is very similar. It's actually more in depth, it really explains every step. And it's downloadable? Yes, it's on iTunes, it's on my website. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good one to keep doing because it, it actually it it does something neurologically because it you know because so so much of it is literally we're just subject to how our brain works how the neurology is firing you know so so you, you you literally use a different part of your brain and the self referencing mechanism gets turned off and that's what enlightenment is there is a physiological change. So it turns off this part that runs every thought through the idea of me. You see? So, so, so that gets turned off. So thinking happens without it being about me. Mm-hmm. Unless thinking happens as a result, you know, because, because there's no me at this. Yes, because the about me stories stop. They're not there, you know? Yeah. Yes. Hi, David. Hey. Hi. Nice to see you again. And you. Um, I think what you're just saying resonates because I've been noticing in myself like how much of my experience it feels neurological. Uh-huh. Like if I depending on choices that I make, um, it feels like it shapes my, what's going on neurologically and that shapes, um, even things like exercise and anxiety or something like that, or, um, Can you physically feel something in your head or is there a knowing that it's neurologically? Um, I physically feel like when I, um, like an example for me is just on days where, I do a particular form. If I do a particular form of rigorous exercise, I become like immunized to anxiety. 
on the days that I don't, like anxiety will be experienced. Yes. So, for a long time when I was initially kind of on a spiritual path, I was meditating to be sort of like a good boy kind of a thing. You know, it was like in those traditions where that's what. Yes. That's how religion functions too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And also it was. like it was egocentric, like it was um, uh, it aligned with the whole world view of like this is, this is I know where I am, I know what I have to do. It was about like the ego had co-opted yeah. spirituality and made yeah. it into something that's going to make the ego Yes. Be better in some way. Yeah. Um And then, and then it sort of transitioned uh, over time to let's see. Well, let me just try again. So, I guess the question is. Once there is an there's an awareness like that meditation, like uh, in a certain way, there's nothing to do because um, things would just open, you know, and um, not because I did anything, and even sometimes in my life, like something, like a moment of magic will happen, like something, maybe someone in my life. Will, um, Something beautiful will happen that is attributed to me, but I, there wasn't an intention for me to do anything. Just something. Um, in fact, if there was an intention, a lot of times. Yes, it, it stops. Right. The beauty. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, but meditation practice—it's uh, a little bit confusing for me because uh, I'm. Because the old paradigm was doing it to get something, uh-huh. or doing it to right, uh-huh. and um, so I guess I'm just curious about how um, meditation practice um, falls into the, the new. Yes. And given that everything is unknown and it's not things aren't causal, but in a certain way, I'm noticing more recently that they are causal. Yes, they are causal. Yeah, they are causal. So could you speak to that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we can say that there's nothing to do and there's everything to do. To, and both, both have to be within your vista. Really, both of them have to be within your view. Um, when your perception, you know, is, is, you know, is not, not attached to any lens, but outside of all of it, when there is a knowing mm-hmm. of what is real, capital or real, then of course there's nothing to do. It doesn't make any sense there's nothing to do, that there is something to do. It just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to do. And you even know then that anything that you did actually wasn't the direct cause for the truth to appear, mm-hmm. that the truth is not dependent on you doing something. Because it can't be. It can't be a reward 
for the ego doing something. I mean, we'd be battling and selling the truth then. Okay? Right. You know. So, so from the truth perspective, the idea that there is something to do doesn't work. But from every other perspective, there is something to do. Do you see? From every other perspective, there is. And different things are achieved by doing different things. None of them will give you the truth, but they will make an availability for truth to show itself. You see? We can't manipulate the truth. Well, I've done everything now. Truth has to show itself. It's then going to work. But there is a pull for consciousness always to, to come back to the truth, to play with the different lenses operate in the world, and yet to, to, to rest in itself. Another way to say that pull is that there is a pull to kind of be a better person or to not leave such a big footprint on the planet. Or it, it, there's, there's a movement towards goodness, which is completely independent to our conditioned idea of what is right and wrong and good and bad. It's completely independent. And it's about love, really. Because love... Because love bleeds through all of the levels. Okay? Now... What we do then in our lives has a huge impact because you know, once there's been a huge opening, you know, you know that, that well, this is just a, a chemical mechanism that, that, sure, impacts on my phenomenal life. How I use it impacts my phenomenal life. If meditation has been your practice, if you stop meditating, your mind is going to get busy again. You know that, and even dualistic stories can start again. You know they're garbage, but they'll still be talking. The volume will just go up. Now, if that's okay with you, then fine. But if you prefer not to have high volume of mind, then meditation is advisable. It's, it's simply that spiritual practice becomes something that will give you a nicer life. The connection between spiritual practice and seeing the truth drops because spiritual practice doesn't make you see the truth. truth. It, it, it makes an availability there for truth, truth to show itself. But it will give you, it's like if you keep fit, you're probably not going to get a sick. You'll have more stamina, stamina, and you'll have better sex and, you know, less sleep and the things that being fit helps us to have, no? And it's like that. Meditation is fitness for your mind, for the thinking mind. It helps to reduce the volume and it increases your concentration and it harnesses the mind. It's like keeping your dog trained, you know, keeping something in check. So meditation is, is really good, specifically in our culture, because we're so stimulated. Mind is bombarded by, bombarded by stimuli everywhere, all the time. And so something to counterbalance that. It's like eating healthily or eating poor food. It's, it's the same thing. It's really good for the body-mind, spiritual practice. And that's all. But you've actually said something different, though, because... So I get that. That yeah. is sort of... Um, <clears throat> Like sort of a, almost like a form of hygiene, just to Absolutely. kind of keep, um, yeah, mental keep, hygiene. Like keep the volume of, of um, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. of sort of uh, false ideas down. But you, yeah, a moment ago you also were suggesting that actually you're retraining a neural pathway um, to disconnect the sense of self um, yes. identity. Yes. Which um, yes. 
which is actually seems like it's much deeper than just kind of a less thoughts, right? Okay. So, so the process of awakening itself means that the self-referencing turns off. There's a neurological shift. Mm-hmm. All right. A fantastic way to help that to happen is by firing new neurology so that you can function in the world by not using the all about me network in your brain. Some of us have to work at that to fire a different way of thinking because we've been consistently seeing the world through ourselves. Yeah, some of us actually have to work at that, at at firing a different perspective. So you have to practice at going into observer and practice and practice and practice. And that's what you're literally, and it's like go deeper and go deeper and go deeper. Some people have that ability, just always have that ability and some have to fire it. Mm-hmm. And then do you know, actually, this is... Um, so when the self-referencing... Um, stops yeah. uh, like my experience of that is that then um, it's like it's really beautiful but then um, like you know showing up at work was very like it didn't help at all like it actually made it pretty difficult okay um, all right this is this is from sort of a while ago but um, so I guess I'm just curious neurologically what's going on yes. like now like now it's um, yeah. I don't I, can't exactly. I don't now. Working is easier. Yes. Um, but I think there's also self-referencing going on. Like ah. I'm just, I'm just curious, kind of like, what does it look like when you're, um, when the self-referencing stops, but you're still in the thick of yes. life, like yes. neurologically. Okay. All right. For some, there is some self-referencing that happens, <laughs> but they know it's not them. They know that this, this is how my neurology functions in order for me to be effective at work, but it absolutely is not believed. None of it is believed. It's part of the role that's being played. It's, it's subtle, and it needs an awful lot of self-honesty to know you're not bullshitting yourself. But for some, yes, the self, it feels like self-referencing. It's like, yeah, yeah, these are, these are the old thought patterns. They're exactly the same. They're just not believed at all. And for others, there seems to be um, a, a functioning capacity that is developed. And I, I worked at developing my functioning mind, developing task-oriented capacity to be able to, how do I navigate in the world? Because the self-referencing wasn't, it just wasn't accessible to me. It just wasn't. But, and I was like, how do I do this? What do I, what, how do I stay here? What, what happens here? How, how am I going to remember this? Or what, what is that part of my brain? Come on. And I literally have to crank it up. And it's not friggin' easy, you know? I'm trying to, like, rewire my brain. I'm playing with, like, do I, you know, I, I, have a, I have an app at home to, like, get my brain active, you know? <laughs> literally trying to just get my brain to fire, get my brain to fire. Um, I, I've been hearing myself that too much switched off. I think too much switched off, you know? Or I took too long to come back into the world. Well, it could only work the way it worked. But in hindsight, it's like, huh, I wonder was I out too long and too much shut down, you know? Um, so now I'm, I'm cranking back up, but it's, it's giving me the ability to see how important it is that we stay in the world while we do this work. Stay in the world and, and see if you can operate. Like, can your perception stay back and you can wriggle your toes? Can you talk about your stuff, but your perception stays back? Can you do that? Can you manage your attention so that a portion of it comes in to function and perform at work? Just a, a, 
portion of it, but that you know that you're resting in, in the backdrop, in outside of all of it. From what I know now, I think, I think there's a few different models. I don't think there's one way. The most, uh, uh, the most dodgy one, the, mo- the most, ooh, it's very subtle, is, is when self-referencing run, but it runs but it's not believed. That's kind of dangerous territory. And it can be stinky very quickly. You see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, there, there's a teacher who was who, huge. I think he's Canadian. And he, there was on, all over his website last year was like, okay, my devotees are saying that, you know, that my ego is, is really strong, so I'm taking a sabbatical for a while. And I don't know if he came back on the circuit or not. But, but just had to come out. And of course, of course, he was like... But it's not believed, it's not believed, and it's like, mm-hmm. but you know, it's like, no, no, that, there's grit there, there's grit there, it is being believed. Mm-hmm. We will evolve from that, because there's an evolution of our species going on also. But right now, that's the stickiest one. We don't know that territory so well, because we're developing new neurology. How, how do you function in the world and, and be awake? A couple hundred years ago, even 50 years ago, was it even possible? You had to go away. You had to just live in the country or live a simple life or stay in an ashram. Or, and in an ashram, you got protected. And it's like, it ain't like that anymore. You're right in the middle of capitalism. I mean, how far from can you get? You know, how far from, from an ashram can you get with this world where it's like, it's very deep in separation and haves and have-nots, you no? Know? So, so it's a fantastic time to be doing this work, to discover, okay, what part of my neurology has to, has, has to be firing so that I work effectively here, but it has nothing to do with recreating the sense of a personal eye. Mm-hmm. We're still learning this. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's my question that I'm yeah. trying to navigate. Yeah, navigate that's what you're trying to navigate, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So for me, and I can only talk in personal experience there and learn from other teachers that are around the place to see how it is for them. But not a lot of them are fully engaging in life. You know, really, really diving in again to really like, and, and I, I suppose for myself, I, I, all of my spiritual path has been like an experiment. I'm, I'm an experiment for myself. You know, I've always been an experiment for myself. I, I learn from, from watching myself really, you know rather than reading or something else. It's like, well, what's going on here? What's going on here? And, and, and yeah, I mean, g- getting married two years ago, and, you know, here we are, you know, and I'll, I'll probably end up teaching this work in a, in a corporate situation. I, I bet you I will, just to see how can I learn? What, what do we need to do here, evolutionary-wise? What's going on in our minds? Can, this work should be in a corporate setting. Of course, it will be. We're just not ready yet. But it needs to be. It needs to be in our education system. How, what, what would happen? That's where it's going. I can feel where it's going. But it's like we've got to evolve in order for that to happen. You see? So there are some of us like yourself that are like, how, how, how do we navigate this? What are the changes? What's the danger zone? And what's, what keeps us clear? You know? And then there are teachers like um, uh, um, the guy in Rishikesh. Oh, my God. No, uh, no, he's dead now. It begins with X. Oh my goodness! I, there we go. It's gone. Doesn't matter. Happy G is another one. Okay. Uh, no, no. Can't remember. Not to worry. Anyway, um, yeah. So there's a couple of North Indian gurus. Both have passed away now. And they both said you always have to watch the mind. 
you always, because the sense of I, very, very gently, very gently, it's there in low volume. And if you're not watching it, it will regrow. And you won't know, but someday it's like, oh my God, I took that personally. And you'll have missed what happened. Now, for a few years, I thought, those guys couldn't have had a complete burnout. Could not see what happened. But, you know, they were like, they were 20 or 30 years post-awakening when they said this. I totally get it. I totally see it now. Mm. Totally see it. It's like the more that they were engaging, okay, they were talking about the work all the time. But, but you know, one of the, whatever happened in their life in order to, even though they were quite protected within, within their ashrams, whatever was happening in their life, for some reason, the personal eye was just beginning to root up. And I really thought, no, once, once the default mode network burns out, how can it rewire itself? But frigate it can. The brain can repair itself. It's plastic. It makes total sense. Of course it can repair itself. You see? There we go. Neuroscience shows us. It's like it can repair itself. The default mode network will repair itself. So I've seen it now a few places. It's like self-referencing. No, this can fire itself again, even though I, I must have like 50 different audios saying, once it's burnt out, it's burnt out. I completely take it back. No way. <laughs> Absolutely not. The brain will do it again. It will fire the default mode network again. So, especially if you're in the world. And we are, you know, living in the world. So, I mean, so it's almost like... So, the practice, you know, keeps the mind quiet, yeah. that, which is useful in and of itself, but also um, you're burning a pathway to uh, like a pathway to make um, self-referencing more, like almost like more comfortable physiologically or something, or more comfortable neurologically um, for there to be functioning without self-referencing. Like, Say that sentence again? Like meditation that, is yeah, the, yeah, that yeah. when you're that oh, okay. It almost sounds like what you're saying that when you're when you're when you're meditating and there's and there's not and self-referencing isn't happening, um, that then becomes like a new um, pathway. Yes. Yes. To that um, that one's functioning. That's fine. right. F- functioning gets uh, gets sharper, gets more acute, gets more enabled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For some, it kicks in automatically, and life is really smooth. And it was for me too for a while, but I wasn't in the depths of it. <laughs> I really wasn't in the depths of, of, of a dualistic world, you know, where, where, I, where you have to play the game all day, every day. And I stopped meditating. And, and I still don't meditate. And maybe I will. I don't know. But this is just how it is right now. But yeah, there is something that watches. There is something that, that yeah, if, if, if self-referencing started, yeah, I'd be on it. I would be on it. Absolutely, I'd be on it. But it explains that, like, God had lost it, God had lost it, or the, like, those two, um, I don't know, it's just an interesting, it's an interesting model to think what you're saying neurologically, because then it explains, like, oh, there's just, there's nothing happening, yes. ever. Yes, And then, like, whoa, this is confusing, this, you know, being thrown back in, because you're, it's a, just a neurological shift, that's, yes, at least initially, until uh, there's yes. some, Yes. That the stabilization is in part neurological. That's the... Yes, in part it's neurological. 
and and here's the here's the other layer that's that's um, that's essential in this conversation is that pure consciousness is all of it, and our neurology is is the interface between consciousness and its ability to experience itself. You see, so our neurology is is our is our is our the dial on the radio to tune in to whatever frequency of consciousness that we can. Mm-hmm. That's what our neurology is. So it's not like that awakening is completely dependent on your neurology. Well, it is and it isn't. Your neurology is going to allow allow the phenomenal experience of awakening to happen or not. But consciousness is independent to all of that. You see, so 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 when the self-referencing switches off, the the part of your brain that is able to function and and manage a perception that is prior to the non to dual and non-dual, prior to all of it, because duality and non-duality are in bed together. That's that's not deep enough. That's not sustainable, you know? So prior to the non-dual, like prior to that, prior to oneness. From there, if you've got the opening for that in your neurology, more of you is is responding as an echo. It's like physiologically, you're an echo of pure consciousness. It's like the energetic alignment tunes in to pure consciousness. And then you've got the part of your brain that enables functioning to happen. But your identity is with pure consciousness there. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, somehow, we have the ability to drop our identification with pure consciousness also. All identification goes. All identification goes. Now, what is that? Is the echo of that picked up neurologically? How do we know that we're actually even prior to consciousness? We, we can go there. We almost went there in that morning meditation, and it's like it, it just stopped. I'm like, okay, we're coming back again. Okay, you know. But but prior to any identification with anything at all, that's that's outside of this cosmology mm-hmm. because our cosmology all depends on consciousness. Mm-hmm. So there's even prior to our cosmology. Yeah, yeah. It felt actually it felt like we weren't there for a few seconds. All right, all right. Did you touch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Super. Yeah. Super. Yeah. So it's really about how do you, you know, how do we manage the brain? Because we can do that, no? We can, you know, you're learning like exercise gives you a different experience during the day. So how do we manage the neurology to, to leave enough space and bandwidth open to tune in to pure consciousness, to know that you are that? And then it goes beyond that again. And if, if all of our attention is in the front, is what's in front of me, and me, myself, I, and me and you, and me and this, and me and my, my job, and my pressure, and my life, and if it's all there, there is no attention at all tuning into the capital R reality of what's behind. So yeah, it's a great idea to shift our perception away from self-referencing or to meditate and pull the mind to stillness, to fire new neurological pathways, to fire it, to open it up, so that at least there's an availability for things to be shown to the personality. Because they come from pure consciousness, no? They come, those little eurekas, they come from there. And it's like, oh, so at least the personality is vacant, is open to hearing things, which helps it to break down, no? To break down its... 
demystify how it all works. And then another question kind of... Um, so there's a... There's awareness of like a... of the potentiality of like... And the, when I feel into the space of potentiality, it's, um, it's so vast. Yes. Know, and, and actually exciting and interesting because it's yes. like you, you can... There's just a feeling like of no limitations at all, you know? And, uh, you know, and particularly kind of when, um, kind of like back in the world again, and you can see all these different compartments and things. So I'm curious about, uh, uh, so here's my current frame, and I want to just test it out. So my current frame is like, okay, I can come up with like, let's say, several different possibilities from that space. And my job is then to discern which of those are um, in, like which of them want to happen, like which are in flow with the Tao. And then those that are in flow with the Tao, I can move yes. in. But if there's one that's like, oh, this would be nice for for me, I don't really think it would, it doesn't, it's not harmful at all in any way, but it's kind of sort of about like, this would make maybe my life um, like a little better on the material world or something like uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. But those aren't okay to, that doesn't make, that's not really okay to follow. The ones to follow are like, what um, wants to happen? Like what is in full flow of the Tao? Yes. Um, because it seems like, I'm going to use a funny word, but um, there's some desire to tap or to, to use or to access the potentiality, like not to, maybe the choice is just totally leave it, but it seems like um, there's an interest here in, um, in using more, um, more capacities than just kind of the ordinary capacities. And so the potentiality and the intuition and the, um, some of the like cities stuff, um, it feels like um, bringing um, those in, yes. um, there's a, there's a curiosity and an interest, even yes. as um, there's been very clear instructions like do not touch those. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But now I'm like a little like, okay, I've you know done that for a while. I'm in the candy shop. I can't have anything, really. You know, um, but so I'm just kind of curious about. Yeah. Uh, does that make sense? Oh, totally. Okay. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Okay. Osho yeah. completely played the game. Completely said, yeah, I can manifest this, I'm going to manifest it. Uh, Sai Baba, I'm going to manifest gold plate, I'm going to manifest. Here it is. I'm, manifest food, manifest whatever it is. And it made absolutely no difference. And why they did it wasn't... It, the, there was no part of them that, that was attached to the personal gain of it. Therefore, it was safe. Safe. A stupid word, but there we go. Yeah. Okay. So the thing is, if you're mature enough in order to, 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 to play with potentiality, to, to pull in something and not get caught, not get attached to it, not have any part of you that, that reignites a sense of personal power or would abuse something in some way, if you've got nothing left in that way that can be uh, reignited or made stronger, then it's fine to play like that. Osho could play like that and there was, there was no repercussion on him spiritually. Not a lot can do it. 
It requires a maturity. And that's why they say, stay away from cities, drop the whole lot. Sure, I did it myself, I dropped it. And my husband often says, you have access to, like, I'm sure he's smiling. Yes, <laughs> he says this a lot. You have access to all these relatives. Why don't you just make it happen, babe? And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. And for myself, there is no pull, no pull at all to go in and manipulate the universe. It's just not where it's at. I can do it in a normal way, like in saying, okay, if it's for the divine good, let this happen. I can do that, but it's always a qualifier. That's mm -hmm. my style. Mm -hmm. It's always a qualifier. If it's for the divine good, then, then come on, let, let it happen. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just my style. Maybe it comes from, you know, being Irish or, you know, being the youngest of a big family or, do you know, it, it, it could have, it, it could easily come from those patterns. It could. I don't know. Um, would, would I abuse the power if I did do it? Not at all. I, absolutely no. Yeah, yeah. I, I could go in and do the kind of stuff. But why would I be doing it? Why would I be doing it? Life is fine. Let, let, you know, it. it Life would just be different if, if I went in and, and, you know, altered a, a potentiality, you know, just, just maneuvered things a little bit so that the highest good was taken care of, but there was also a little bit extra. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so if, if I did that, no, I, I know there's a knowing here, and you'd have to check inside. Is there an absolute knowing that that would not distract me in any way? Would I, would I would it be like, ooh, there's my new toy. I'm going to do that again and see how it... How like, ah. Uh, that's a tricky little thing. Yeah, that is tricky. That's tricky. That's but, the thing. That's right. the only danger. But that's the, you address the potentiality piece, but you use, um, like you use intuition. Sure, you know? yes. And, and that one, and you use it freely and fully for my, yes. you know, read, like yes. you're not And all. I use cities a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so just speak to that. Yeah. So, cause you're, you were more, you're more cautious around. Or that's it. That one, but not exactly. around other. Not around the other stuff. So, cities and stuff. There was a, a ritual that I did, just like a prayer, I guess, of handing them back. Shut it down. And it all shut down for many years. And then it came back. And there, it, 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 it's like, oh, there it is again. So um, there was no motivation for it to come back. There was no desire, nothing. It was just there. And all of a sudden, I automatically started using it. And the way, the way I work, my mind plays catch up with whatever moves to this form. I'm, I'm quite slow, really. The Jack character is quite behind what's moving through the form. I, I cop things a little bit later. So um, uh, when, when cities came back, it's like, gosh, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night and, and I'm in four different dimensions and I'm dealing with three different people and it's a sad thing next weekend and I don't know who they are until I see them on Friday night and I'm like, oh, I know you, you know? <laughs> So this kind of thing happens a lot. So it happened, it's like it's too integral to my functioning. I can't stop it. It's, it's like it's integral. It's just, and I'm seeing it after the event. You know, the mind is then like, oh, okay, that's happening. It's like there is no part of me in there making it happen. And I think that's the sequence. That's how it works for me. It's like if there is some, if, if I'm there intentionally maneuvering something, huh, that has a different frequency to, to using these other skills that just have their way through this form. They just mm -hmm. have their way. So, so they're very different terrains. Mm -hmm. It might be interesting. Maybe I'd play with it sometime, but not so far of where I'm actually kind of 
going in and maneuvering something. No. I'll maneuver new sheets on the bed or something. That's about it, you know. I, it's normal, normal, normal stuff. And I think there's something about the destiny of this Jack character about normalize, normalize, normalize all of it. Keep it normal. Like it's part of kind of like what I'm doing here, I think, to um, to to bring this work completely into a regular Western life and discover all the glitches and all the the blips along the way. And not to bypass anything or to make it easier for myself, because in some way, I wouldn't be able to walk my talk or talk my walk or whatever the phrase is. Do you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think I think actually I'm just working it out as I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's what it is. That it's part of of the Jack gig to to be able to to teach from a place of authenticity and not to bypass anything. So actually, it's really important that I don't go up there and manipulate, because because then the human experience is is not as it would be for anybody else. I would have bypassed some something. That's that's uh, that's not an easy thing in a Western life. See, mm-hmm. but it's different for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I guess the other uh, one last piece is so I've been curious my entire life around like how to. Um, like, just think about impact, like impact, right? And, uh, and, and it occurs, I don't know if it, it is this way, but it, it kind of occurs like um, the movement we're on is that our species are on from a human, you know, from a human perspective. It doesn't seem like, um, like it seems like we're playing a pretty fairly dangerous game on a different level, so it's just what it, what it occurs like. And it also feels like the um, movements that I've taken um, and that others have taken uh, seem like um, they're not, they don't seem to be changing the trajectory that the human beings are on in terms of human surviving. If, if we just say that that's important for, um, if, if there'd be less suffering, which if there's less suffering for human beings, if we're going to play that game for a minute, it looks like we're on a dangerous path and it looks like the old, um, most of the movements that uh, experiments that I've done uh, and others have done, it doesn't seem like we're, we're getting closer to changing the trajectory. Yes. And so the the wondering that I've had is around, um, well, that's, I'm kind of approaching it from a Newtonian perspective. Like, I'm, I'm approaching it from a causal perspective. And so the curiosity I've had is around, like, um, if that trajectory were to change, maybe it changes from a totally different space, like the space of where um, um, nothing's nothing's happening, mm-hmm. and then from there, there's like some some kind of shift happens. <laughs> Does that make sense? Um, so are you are you, are you, are you saying that ultimately duality need not be there? Is is that really the paradigm that that is that the paradigm that you're you're trying to shift or that you I, would be trying to shift if you did that? I, I think so. I think it seems like that. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the yeah, like trying to operate on a normal level. Like you like oh, bring this into you know corporations or this or like that seems like. Um, like that time 
it doesn't serve us enough time anymore for that. Um, so okay, you know, I mean, I yeah. don't know if that's true, but that's I just don't a, know either. You know, yeah, but yeah. It, so I guess I've just been wondering about like, what if it's actually on a totally different, on a non-causal level? Yes, right. Where it has to be on like, a non-causal level. Where it's yeah, it's yeah. like it's not even a there isn't even physical movement. Yes, you know. Yes, that that's yes, and some are called to do that, and it's like it's like consciousness is is doing every version of everything, and I don't think any one. I don't think any one approach is going to shift anything. Like, okay, we have major things, like we discovered that the world is round and it's not flat. Yeah. And, and okay, things look different from there on. Really tackling duality? Mm. Mm. I think it's always going to be there. I think, I think that's the game of consciousness. That's the game of what it is and what it's not. That's the game. So you're talking about fundamentally changing the trajectory of consciousness. Well, I'm just talking about... Um Having dramatically less suffering. Yeah. Um, duality can be there because duality sometimes can actually be fun, playful, and interesting, right? I mean, there's a duality. Once you know how it works, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, from where I'm at, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see that duality has to go or that suffering has to go. I, I suppose my, for myself, I'm not motivated by. Not motivated by anything, really. <laughs> to, to be honest, like it's just I'm kind of playing catch up with what this Jack character is doing. The motivation is, it doesn't feature at all, but yet that there's like, oh, it's 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 moving in that direction. Oh, okay, fair enough. Oh, I, I got that wrong, and it's like that a lot, you know. But I think it's moving towards corporate. It looks like that, but I could be talking through my hat, you know. But but if it is going that way, it's not to alleviate suffering. It's somehow it's this trajectory. My mind can make an assumption about what it's trying to do, but I know it's only my mind's perspective because my mind is only doing it within a place for where it can recognize, you know, uh, the corporate sector and, and education, for example, as two sectors where this could go, okay? So, so that's within my human mind that does the labeling mechanism. But as from, like, suffering is fine because there's no part of it that sees that suffering is awful, because suffering is my, my my view on suffering comes from comes from pure consciousness. My localized perception doesn't see suffering, so it's like is that maybe maybe your perceptions you know is that is that the suffering is what's highlighted? Do you know that the suffering is highlighted so that there's some movement for your energy to in some way address that? I I kind of don't see suffering. Do you know? My dualistic lens doesn't really see suffering. It, 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 it doesn't. It just, it just sees a misunderstanding or ignorance or consciousness forgetting itself or being totally self-absorbed. And, and that's, that's suffering when it's totally self-absorbed in its, in its own micro view. So it's, it's, it seems like it's that your perception is, is in some way uh, still seeing suffering in, in order to go in that direction. Otherwise, you wouldn't see suffering like that. You see? So if suffering is in your view, and you see, the thing is, it's not like somebody just seeing, oh, there's an awful lot of suffering in the world, we have to do something about suffering. You're not talking from there. You're seeing suffering, but yet you're viewing it from consciousness. All right? That's what's interesting. So, so yes, whatever it's doing, let it do something, of course, because it would be great if there's less suffering. But will suffering disappear? I no, it won't, it won't disappear. But, but 
of course, there needs to be a constant balance between the light and the dark. And it's always kind of playing around out of balance, in balance, out of balance. Will, will suffering completely disappear? Not at all. Why? Because it doesn't have to. Because really nothing is lost at all. It's just the experience. It's just, it's just the pull to experience, which is integral to consciousness having this experience. But if the pull is there to have less suffering, of course it has to be honoured. You can't do anything but honour it. You can't. If that's what's pulling you, it's going to have its way to alleviate suffering. It's going to have its way. And it needs to happen. And, and maybe, the, you know, would there be a vision that all suffering could go? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I yeah. Think it's, more, it's more, I think, of like reasonable amounts of misery. Yes, okay. Yes. Like, I'm okay with misery and suffering, but like there's some, <laughs> there's, there's certain um, levels where it just feels like, okay, this is egregious. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so like, okay. I think, because I actually think suffering and misery can be amazing. Sort yes. Of catalyst. Oh, absolutely. So, um, it really has its place in the um, whole matrix, you know? You know, but, but certain types of, um, certain levels of violence seem egregious to me. Yes. And seem like there wouldn't be, they don't seem necessary for yes. development or they don't seem useful for. Yes. Um, Yes. They don't seem useful in any way. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. totally clear. You're seeing it from the right perspective. And it's like every now and then some, some big shift happens. And, and it ha- when it happens in global consciousness, we actually do something in order to make sure it doesn't happen again. Like the Holocaust or, you know, there's, there's measures in place to stop some things, we hope. We hope, you know. Um, so, you know, it's not okay to murder somebody else. We've got laws in place to protect us. It's like every now and then there's a shift in this is actually, this level of stuff, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you're talking about is, is about changing the course, isn't it? And so if somehow mass consciousness would, must be ready for the shift that whatever you're, you're stewing, some kind of mass consciousness is going to take that. Because when pure consciousness recognizes it, it knocks on every level right down. It, that's the thing. That's it's about the clear trajectory going. Do you know? It's like it's like whatever comes through this Jack character. You know, the body mind is in service to what I am, and that's how it is. No, it's like the body mind of David is in service to whatever it's doing to address suffering. And if it's effective, of course, it'll it'll ripple out at that level of dual, duality. You know. That that yeah you're, yeah you're onto something. You're onto something. Yeah. Okay, thank yeah. You. yeah. Sure. How you doing? Too bad. Good. Well, um, my mind is kind of jumping all over here right now. But uh, the last time I was, you were here, you know, I want I kind of I need reinforcement to understand the process. I need feedback. That's still how my mind works. No problem. The last time you were here, I was working on integrating my feminine energy. Yes. And that, that was uncomfortable. But it happened now, and I can feel it because I'm more patient and more uh, uh, understanding and a couple other things, whatever. Intuition's a lot better. Lovely. So that, that's, but now, 
Now it's the issue I'm dealing with is the oneness. It's kind of a combination of kind of all integrated anyway. Oneness, non-duality, and separation and all that stuff. Like he was talking about, uh, you know, I get absorbed with the madness of this stuff, you know. You know, like the suffering deal, like the madness of it, you know. And the st- stuff I'm, d- that there's supposed to be a big shift. You know, you know the, the, the Kali, you, you guy, or whatever, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. and all this stuff is coming. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a cleansing of the yes. collective consciousness. Yes. Anyway, I had to get out of here for a while. When I went to Ecuador, I had to get out yeah. of America completely. Yeah. I understand that. And then uh, <laughs> that got about, but that got uh, pretty dramatic when I was down there. But that's what I'm working on right now. You guys kind of talked about that suffering deal, but uh, you know, it, you have to. Maybe that's. I mean, to really learn unconditional love and acceptance, it really challenged you, because know? I mean, there's some real evil stuff. But that's if we're all, it's all collective consciousness or God's self, all this, that's part of you, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to accept that part. And it, it's part of what you really are. It's not part of the Steve character. Yeah. It's part of what you really are. Or what I could become. What you are, but you think you're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're still thinking you're the guy who's... who's who's on the path and you can't do anything about it because if that's the story that's running that's the story that's running and that's where we work with it you have mm-hmm. to honour that which is great you're honouring it you know you're being honest with it but but you're not who you think you are and so how you see other people changes as you change it's like we can't kind of well we can but it's not very effective to try and see people differently you can do it, but it doesn't last. It doesn't stick. Because the change has to be inside us. And then how we see things is different. It's always about ourselves. That's the most direct way. Yeah. I mean, that's finally starting to come. Yeah. My perception's bright. I mean, like that. Like I said, like the feminine energy, it finally broke down my heart. So, yes. So I could connect with a lot of different stuff. Yes. And then it starts... Now I start seeing magic in my life. Okay, good. And I see progress. Yes, good. Which I need, that's what I need. Of course. Because I'm a calculating person. Of course. But, uh... Can I jump in? Yeah. Um, I'd be a little bit concerned about how suffering draws your attention so much. Yeah, I'm trying to stay away from it, yeah. Yeah, because really it's about some pain within yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like the universe or pure consciousness, whatever we're going to call it, is drawing your attention to suffering as though it's on the outside, but actually it's on the inside. Yeah. Do you know where I'd go to find that? Explore your own relationship with your mother. Yeah. yeah. There's a bit of healing to be done there. I'll get in then. In the, um... I guess a lot of that stuff is kind of escaping my past and letting that rest you. And that's probably why I'm drawing. Escaping your... Escaping my past or leaving my past behind. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, but you have to make peace with it. Yeah, but still it's got to come up to so I know what exactly what's affecting me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because right. it influences us, you know, so so we have to explore yeah. it in order to set us <laughs> set it aside, to know what you're setting aside. I mean this this process was a lot more difficult than I ever thought it'd be. Maybe uh-huh. because I, I won't surrender like I should. Maybe it's a resistance. But I think maybe it'd be a lot more easier. Now I'm a nonconformist, I've always been. But it'd be a lot more easier to be in the mass hypnosis. Yeah, a lot of people say that. You know, they say that they say that, you know, at a certain point it's like I wish I knew nothing about this because it's hell and it's stuff after stuff after stuff. But it really gets easier. And there's no turning back. There is no turning back. You can't do anything about it. But once something is gone, it's gone. And you get looser and freer. It's just that when it's all, oh my God, there's stuff everywhere. You've got to go through that phase. And it clears. It clears. Really, it does. That's my next point. Then, once you get to a certain level... I mean, it's once you get a once you get a certain vibrational alignment. That's what it's all about. It's a certain vibrational alignment, and you'll start accessing the infinite field of possibilities. It's yeah. It's it, it's more that you you know that you are the infinite field of possibilities. You and you'll know you're not the Steve character. Yeah. Do you know? So so you know you're all of it. And that Steve is just a tiny part of, of you playing. And who is that going to be? Who is what going to be? The, Steve, the new Steve character. Well, <laughs> it's what you are right now, but you don't see it yet. We can call it God, the absolute, pure consciousness. Yeah, but that's, that's so beyond... Yeah, right now, yeah, but i got to keep waking that part up. That's my gig, you know? It's like, I'm going to keep telling you this, because that part of you is just still in hypnosis. The part that knows that you are all of it, that you are God. That, that It's yeah. just going, whoops, right now. But I'm going to keep saying it to try and knock on the door. It's like, hello, you know this, you know this. It is, it is, I'm like, it's... But, but it's okay. You just got to heal the Steve guy, you know. And like like we were talking in the last dialogue, it's like the stories about me just just die off. And there's space. There's space, no? When 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 it's not about me anymore, when enough healing work gets done, there's space for something to show itself, for it to come through, you know. And then, then I'll be at a level where I'll start attracting things like my clarity, my. Mission, it happens automatically. It'll happen automatically. It's not that it's going to make it better for Steve. It's that you discover that Steve isn't you. Yeah. You see. Try to. I try to see you. Yeah. Um, now, you believe like we have ascension symptoms? I wake we up have ascension symptoms. You believe like we're personally as ascend ascension. Okay. From third to fourth, fifth dimension. Oh, that dimension stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, it's too much of a distraction. I, I never really got into it much. But I wake up every morning with headaches, my whole neck, and then I, you know, I they said, well, that's ascension symptoms. Really? And there's DNA upgrades are supposed to be going on. There's cellular. So there I don't is, know what the truth is. I, 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 I think they're just a distraction. It's too much head stuff. 
I, I just keep it simple and shovel them the stuff out of the way and just get as clear as you can and keep it as simple as you can. You see, <clears throat> that stuff is interesting because it gives you it gives you a sense that you're getting someplace. And sometimes you just need to know that you're making progress. It's really useful for that. Just have some affirmation that I'm I'm actually getting somewhere. Because 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 when it's really rough and there's a lot of stuff to deal with, you need to know that you're on the right track. It's just normal. Um, at some point, it won't be of interest to you. Well, it wouldn't be of interest to me now, but when I wake up with a tense headache, when I just uh-huh. put ice on my neck every day, I mean, that's, there's something going on there. And they said sure. that would go away. But that's, that's, I said, I can handle all this stuff, but this headache thing, that gets a little old Okay, but but what about going to somebody who can who can help facilitate an I'm, opening in I'm your head? That, yeah. that would be good. Yeah. yeah, there's thankfully we live in a time where we can get help for these things yeah. to I assist the body to open and you know it will uh, alleviate the pain. Some good craniosacral work would help. I tried it. I, that, that wasn't one for the work, but uh, okay. This other thing that's really a stickler stickler to me is the idea of free will. Okay. And then I go back to my life, and I was trying to look at it here. You know, I come from a small town, and uh, we had a family business for like 60 years. It, was, it, it never made any money, but it was a seasonal row construction. And I, you know, kind of obligated to that. And I come, you know, I, I could go to school in the winter, travel, I was in the Army and stuff. I had a rock and roll bar for a while, but... I really didn't feel like I could leave until that was finalized. Okay. And finally my dad died, that was finalized. All right. But then my mom was still left. Well, that, that sounds kind of cruel, but she it's had good. Alzheimer's, you know. Uh. And then I thought, I'm not, not going to abandon her. And then uh, she was living at a, well, she was living in a place and started, things started going fire, or burning stuff. So I moved her in with me, and the day after Christmas, she went out walking. I was on a treadmill. She got stuck in the snow, and her body temperature, they said it was 83, but I think it was 85, or whatever. It's still, it's, I don't think you're not supposed to live. Uh-huh. But uh, and then from then, you know, the decision was made that she'd rest, I think she lived another four years. But, uh, okay. Uh, like I said, I don't know, there's probably something... Something with my mother there. There is, uh, yeah. You know, it, you know, it's a nice lady, but it's just too much. I think she exposed me to this, too much of this religious stuff that, you know, when you go, when you sit in a church and they tell you that, you know, they finally kicked me out after a while. I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going anymore, but he, when they asked him, how old do you think the world is? And he said, 8,000 years, you know. I said, well, you're kind of insulting my intelligence right now. <laughs> <laughs> so said, uh, and there was some other stuff. But People's opinions, you know, take them yeah, with a pinch of salt, including I mean, Jack's yeah. opinion. So. In a, yeah, in a way, that's, I don't know where the story's going or whatever, but then after that I went to Ecuador and kind of sort some things out. Sure. You're doing fine, you know. Yeah. You're doing fine. You, you, you've had some rough times. And give yourself a pat on the back for making it. Yeah. You know? And I know it's still rough, but, but you're on a good path. 
You know, you're dealing with it. You're doing the best you can. Well, I'm where I have to be, but I've got to... You've another bit to do, but it's okay. You're clearing it. You're not accumulating it anymore. You're on the way out, you know? Yeah. Like, you're on the way out. The, the, the biggest dip has happened. You're on the way out. And when we're healing stuff, we're only dealing with the memory of it. Yeah. The incidences have already happened. It's just the memory of the, or the repressed emotions. All of that has to be tapped into. But what you're moving towards is you being whole and you being a happy person, you know? Just yeah. inside, happy and content, loving yourself, accepting yourself and confident. That's where you've got to move towards. They're the things to achieve right now. They need to happen. Because then the mind settles down and there's more of an openness for what you really are to start talking to you in a louder way, mm-hmm. you know? And as long as you think you've got free will, then make good choices. But I know that you can feel every now and then you don't have free will. You don't have free will. Because certain things have made you do certain things. And then, no, we know we don't have free will. But when you think you do, make a wise choice. When you don't, you can't do anything about it. Yeah, I mean, then the, the idea of free will, mm. manifesting, tra- law attracts, and, you know, creating your own reality. And I look at it. You know, when I was a kid, I used to watch combat all the time. I don't know why, but that was kind of, that's all right. My dad was in World War II and stuff, you know. And I got out of school and I thought, I'm going to get an accounting degree. That's the only thing I was... You got a case of what? Accounting degree. Okay, accounting, yeah. And then here, I'm not going to school. I said, I want to go to Europe, so I signed up for the army. Yeah. Like a fool, I went in the infantry and, you know, trained in Vietnam, but I knew I was going to Europe. I got over there and looked, and then I, as a kid, I was, was focused on Italy. And here I was, end up, my assignment was Italy. Mm. So, I mean, we have so much power in our uh-huh. mind. Uh huh. Uh huh. Another thing, I had two heart attacks. The second one, I was, didn't expect the first one, that, that was something that was going to come sooner. Okay. But the second one, I was partying with some friends in Minneapolis. I said, I got to go back to the room. My shoulder was all messed up. I just felt all my energy leaving. Uh-huh. I thought, this is kind of crazy. I'm like in slow motion. And so I le- leaned against this building. I thought, I, I used to live in Minneapolis for a while. I thought, I got three choices. I can go over to the medical center or I could die here. And, and that would really mess things up for my friends and stuff, you know. Yeah. Or I could live. And I thought, uh, plus I was thinking, you know, I was starting to tell myself, or I don't know who you talk to yourself, or yeah. hopefully there's some kind of guide or something, but I said, I said, I can't die now until my mom is dead. Okay. And then I started coming to life, and there was this taxi driver. I only had about a block away, and now I was like, get me to the room, yeah. you know. My friend come back, he had some pain pills. I took that. I was okay, and a couple days later, my arm started hurt me. And I went in and I said, well, you had, you had a heart attack, but they put three stents in. Yeah. So, basically, I did I say to myself? What do you think? I don't know. It's, you know, it's... it's you know, whatever puts you here is taking care of you. Yeah. You're going to have to trust that. That force. 
that's That's guiding all of it. It's guiding every move. It brought you here today. It's guiding all of it. You can trust that. I've got some kind of guidance, whether it's internal or celestial beings, because I've traveled too much in in, uh, some odd places. You know, I feel power when it I'm might, trying. It might be good to to develop more of a relationship with that inner guide. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe you know, maybe just spend a bit of time every day just thanking and asking for guidance, just communicating <coughs> with that. That can really be a good anchor for you. Oh yeah, that gets me by. Yeah, D- develop that a bit more. But now I want to, now my new story. Is I want to be, you know, I don't want to be all about myself anymore. I want That's to be okay. Best thing. You know it's a story. You know it's a story. Tell the universe if it's the best thing for me, send me a partner. Yeah. But you, you, you've another little bit of work to do. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll just conclude with this one last thing. Then when anyway, when I was down in Ecuador. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was I was ill, and it was a new retreat stuff. You know, and I uh-huh. thought that. That's why I mean, it was up in the Andes anyway. And uh, they had some plant medicine, you know. Yeah. I did ayahuasca twice. That was kind of, it was you know, like, that's feminine energy, you know, so it was yes. really laid back. And I did that San Pedro, yes. which was just too powerful. Yeah. It's and I very went powerful. to my room. Yeah. And I had, I thought, you're supposed to just talk to the plant. I said, give me some answers. Uh-huh. And the first one, it says, uh, you didn't come here to save the world. The second one is my karma's over. And my third one was that uh, your mom, she was supposed to die that day, but she, she stayed around for me, you know? Ah. Ah. Oh. So, I don't know, you talk to plants, so that's kind of crazy, isn't it? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. They're fantastic teachers. Yeah. They're fantastic teachers. So that's where it's hard for me to believe that now, now maybe I have, now maybe I have free will. Maybe now I can create reality. Yes. Because also a thing with the house I had, it fell through. The, you know, it was the first person I looked at. They're going to buy it. They even had a contract. And suddenly the thing fell through. Okay. And then when this thing went on, and finally I got an energy deal. It says. You have ancestral ties here that are holding you to the land. Ah, okay. And that's crazy. They said, they're in the room. All right. It is long. It is. All right. I'll accept any. I'll try it. Yeah. They they said, they're in the room just telling me it's time to move on. And the next month, my house is sold. Yeah. Trust that guide. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. Make an altar to it if you need to. To you know, to something to represent your 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 guides or your inner knowing, whatever is looking after you. That's very sacred, you know. Yeah. Give gratitude to them. Talk to them. Ask them for help. You're not alone. I read in your book. I think there was something I read in your book. It said, uh, "If you see angels, reject them." Did you remember writing something like that? At a certain point. You will throw away your guides at a certain point because you you have to. It's like going to sleep. You know, you can go to bed with somebody, but when you go to sleep, you go to sleep alone. You know. So at a certain point, yes, you, you need to throw away every crutch. 
But right now, you need them. Right now, they're there to help you. You need them right now. I guess I misunderstood. I thought you meant there, there was no such thing. Mm, it becomes a hindrance or a crutch. Uh, no, not a, uh, it becomes a hindrance and a distraction at a certain point. But right now, you need something to help you through this yeah. time. So yeah. it's perfect for there. But where I was talking about in, that, in, in the book was at a certain point. It's like now, that's all got to go. It's all got to go. Because it's kind of like the end of the line stuff. But, but right now, you need it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And then I'll know when I don't need it. Yes, you will know. And then I'll, you will know. Maybe it's blasphemy, but I will be a God. Yes, That's it's not blasphemy. Yeah. You are a God. Yeah. Thanks. I'm going to give you a hug. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I need you to come back. Good job, Doc. <laughs> Hello. Hi there. I'm Rob. Hi, Rob. Um, I think it would help me to. Well, what I want to talk about is timelessness. Timelessness. Yeah, mm. experience of timelessness. Mm. I think if you if you say that awakening is on a spectrum or a continuum. Seems like a lot of people describe it as it goes deeper, like there's certain things that are considered deeper, I guess, than others. And I think it would help me to have more clarity around where how timelessness works within that. So I guess that's the most stark thing that's happening for me is I keep having that pop in. Okay. And it just largely spontaneously will pop in. Like, okay. Tell me what happens. Can you describe it? Just usually multiple times a day. Usually the way I would conceptualize it is I'll just realize like I'm sitting here right now, but it's really obvious I'm in the exact same place as when I'm in my living room at home. Like there's no way I can be somewhere different. It's the way it feels. And then along with that, there's all these implications that I don't know that I really have the experience of. Like for instance, like if that's true, I can't be this guy. Okay. There would be no way for that to be true. I don't know that I necessarily see that I'm not this guy very often, but the implication of the timelessness is it's, it's, a, it's an intellectual, like, there's no way I can be this guy. Okay. That would be impossible. And so it creates, but there's, there's, it creates all these, it, it basically destroys my world when yes. there's timelessness because I'm like, <laughs> but it just, it just demolishes everything. I don't know that I've really seen that everything's been demolished, but I, the implication is there. Indeed. And it keeps, Indeed. It keeps it's threatening forcing, the validity of everything. Yeah. And so I find it extremely stark and profound. And then amidst all the spiritual teachings, people obviously talk about it, but to me it's much bigger than the, the place it gets at the table within what most people are teaching, I guess. So I just, I don't know. It just seems like if I had some sense, I don't know exactly what I'm looking for, but maybe, like, because I also have the experience, like what you opened up with Friday night about the whole, I guess what you would call absolute and relative reality. But then is like timelessness deeper than that or... Yeah, where does it fit in the spectrum? Yeah. Okay, there's something I want to check though, because I'm wondering if space is 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 if it's just time or is it space? It's usually just time, maybe a little bit of space every now and then. Uh, but times the times the way I know the times the way my mind grabs it. Okay. Is that time is uh, so that you're sitting here and there's a knowing that you're sitting at home on your couch as well. Well, it's just I can't distinguish between the two. It's like they're the same place. They're the same place. Well, so I guess maybe it is space. But <laughs> I usually think of it as timelessness because like, I can't have gone anywhere. 
there's no there was no time within which to get to a different spot. Yes. So therefore, I have to be in the exact same spot. Is the way it, it occurs to me. You have to be in the exact same spot, like both spots are the same spot, or yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's space collapsing. Okay. Then that too. Yeah, I, I can't see it because to me it's screaming space, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. how you're seeing that it's time. So I, I need to find this. Well, I guess because if I check my memory, I'm like when I was there, but I'm here. It's the same thing. <clears throat> so to me, that means no time. Oh, I understand now. All right. Huh. It's fun, isn't it? It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's the problem with it? Well, I don't know if there's a problem. I just find myself wheel spinning a lot around, I guess I would argue, I don't think I'm having a, probably most people don't have a linear yeah. realization, so it's circular, so I keep cycling through all this stuff. Yeah, I don't know if it's circular, it's like different, there's a general trajectory, there's a general sequence, um, um, and then we, you know, we, we jump in and out of that, we have our own pattern within that, and so every path is different, mm-hmm. every single one has to be different, but there's general signposts along the way that most of us hit. Like some people, for example, never get unity consciousness. It just they just bypass that. It just never makes sense. See, I don't think I've ever really had that happen. Yeah, and it's yeah. fine if yeah. something doesn't click. It's totally fine. Totally fine. It doesn't mean that anything is absent or missing at all. Okay, so okay, so so you're here and you're there. I, I I'm I'm kind of going to be stubborn about the space thing. Can I talk about space for a second? Because because that's the only in I have right now. Um, can you see that there's actually no place, that every place is kind of superimposed upon every place? Have you no. had that? Mm. No, you don't have that. All right. Okay, so could time be vertical instead of linear? Or, or maybe that's a line too. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that either. Okay. So, so... Time, like past, present, future. So I'm going to say and it's, it's, it's linear because past, present, future. All right. So timelessness, does that mean that there is one point of there's just now or that there's the no way, the way line would, The way I would talk about to somebody who doesn't have a spiritual life is I would say, look, the way you think it's happening is that there's a series of moments. Like there's a box and there's a series of moments moving through the box. But that's not actually happening. There's just the box. And the box keeps reconfiguring itself and it keeps presenting itself differently. But it's just one moment. That keeps changing. Bingo. It's just and that's one the way moment. I conceptualize it. Yeah, it is just one moment. Right. That's the way it feels to me when I'm saying, like, I'm here, but I'm also in my living room. Like, right. like I don't feel like I'm in another dimension with my living room. I just I can yeah. see that memory, and it has to be the same spot. Yes. So I'm calling that timelessness. Maybe it's space. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. I have it now. No, it is timelessness. You're on, you're on the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So there is, there is, there's that. So our mind stretches it into past and future, but it's actually all happening. Right now. Mm-hmm. And can you see there is no right now either? That the right now kind of is too localized? No. Okay. Do you ever feel that you can slice through time? No. Okay. So the box, the box where, where everything, everything is actually happening mm-hmm. together. And that we, we see a frame just, just to help mm-hmm. us to function better. So that box... Is that happening now on the whatever date it is in July or May? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's like I always feel like I'm in the same place and it's just changing how it looks. It's just constantly churning. 
It's just constantly churning. And, and where does today's date fit in? Well, I don't know what you mean by that question. So what, what, what date is it? May something? 17th. 17th, thank you. Okay, so the 17th of May, is that on the frame? Or is that part of the wheel that cycles? Where's the 17th of May? Well, I don't really... I mean, I'm aware it's the 17th of May. I guess I don't... <clears throat> I guess the way I would think of it is if I think about... Like, I have these points that are clearer in my past, and so they're all the same point. So the date doesn't matter. It's just... Today's May 17th, but if I have a sharp memory from a past date, they're just the same. Okay. They're not seen as different. That's fantastic. Great. All right. Okay. That's great. So, so what's happened, I, I had to ask you all those questions to find out exactly where, where, what's happening. All right. So, so time isn't linear for you, but it's like, it's like you, you can function it, you can see how it works, it makes sense, but it's just a functioning Mm-hmm. functioning to, to just help us manage in the world and coordinate things a bit. Mm-hmm. All of life is like that. All of it. Mm-hmm. But you're getting a great crack in the matrix through time. Mm-hmm. All of it is made up. All of it is, is, is uh, you know, every opinion, every idea, all of it is just another story in order to make this look real. Mm-hmm feel like there is a today and it's really today and so it's important to be here now mm-hmm. it's all garbage mm-hmm. if you can see that that crack is is well that's what i think i'm saying is that crack implies all the stuff you're saying like yes. i can't be this guy yeah i can't have free will like all those things are but they're yeah. like intellectual implications yes. for me largely where i'm like yes. the timelessness is very clear as an experience but then it destroys all that other stuff intellectually yes, yes. But I guess maybe there's the experience of seeing that as well that hasn't happened. Okay. I, I think is yeah. what's going on. Yeah. So basically, I can continue. I don't know how I actually make the timelessness happen exactly. But the fact that that's happening will chip away at my ability to believe in everything else, I guess, would be the... If you, if you go with it, when you have that opening, mm-hmm. and it, it probably is that you can't... You can't make it happen. That mm-hmm. you can set up things, but it kind of comes on its own. That's mm-hmm. probably how it works. And mm-hmm. um, hang out there mm-hmm. because the more you can see if you can even function there, it's like okay, it's going on now. Can I get up here and open the window, or can I get up here and turn on the radio, mm-hmm. and can I still stay in it? Play with it mm-hmm. and see if that opening, like the crack in the matrix, see if that <coughs> opening. Uh, can remain there while you can function. Mm-hmm. That would be a good way to kind of uh, enable you to use a, di- you know, to integrate it mm-hmm. and not not have it just as a little thump, a little snippet of something. We need yeah. to like make it wider. Yeah. Allow life to happen while it stays open. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be the door for you for all of it to fall down, or it might be that something else will crack. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of going towards the first one mm-hmm. that it could be the door for everything else where everything else starts to fall from there. Okay. So the thing is, the mind, is, the mind has deduced, therefore, therefore, therefore. And that, there's no harm in that, you know, because any time suffering comes up, so something happens and, and you're like in a loop, mm-hmm. whatever stories you run, we all run kind of similar ones anyway. So whatever story you're running, and it's like, all right, come on now, let's, let's see wh- where, where does what I know about timelessness fit in here? Mm-hmm. Have you ever done that? Have you ever married the two of those? Um, well, I guess when I get lost in stories, I'm really lost in the stories. Uh-huh. Like I, I, 
I guess the way I usually do it is I'm lost in the story, but I know it's a story. Like the story knows it's a story, I guess. Yeah. Um, the closest I come to what I guess no would be the answer to your question. I mean, I haven't. Okay. I haven't necessarily asked myself the question: Where does timelessness fit in? But I see what you're saying. That I can use that to sort of chip away at the reality of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Because it looks like when you're awake, like in deep sleep, it's no problem. Like pure consciousness is we're at rest in pure consciousness in deep sleep. So it's no problem. But when we're awake, awake during the day, this is the challenge. No. Mm-hmm. So so. <coughs> the furthest place that you can identify when you know there's no you is when the timelessness thing hits. Mm -hmm. So when you're in your deepest spot, right, you can put a reminder on your phone, anything, just put, just put slippets around. Remember the timelessness zone, you know, Mm -hmm. if you can, if you can see, can you make sense of that when you're in the stew, Mm -hmm. when you're in a loop of suffering, Mm -hmm. you know, can you make sense of it? Where's the timelessness then? Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see how you view it from then. How much access do you have to the crack to then? You can't use it as a painkiller. And I don't think you would use it as a painkiller because it's not presenting like that. It's not giving you a buzzer. It's just like, a huh, what's this? It, it's not giving you a, you know, mm-hmm. a happy, clappy feeling. Mm-hmm. So you won't use it as a band-aid. But it'll be really interesting to pull the awareness of timelessness closer to where you're caught in, in your own story. Mm-hmm. Okay. The really good thing to do. Okay. See what would happen there. Okay. So where is it in the trajectory? Time is a movable one. Some mm-hmm. people never get to see timelessness at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you just had a, a crack that's kind of far out there mm-hmm. come very close to you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, just, it's one of the fundamental building blocks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has kind of got a time well, That's why I was asking about it because like I say, it implies, it destroys mm-hmm. everything it on an intellectual it. level. Yeah. And, you know, I have other things that are hinting around, but I probably haven't seen those other things, but I know they can't be there because I'm like, with the timelessness, there's no way for that to exist. Yes. So it feels very foundational, but... It's very foundational. um, I also pop into so much stuff that seems very... I get lost in a lot of other stuff, so I'm like, it's kind of a weird, like, this in theory would be deep, then I get caught in all this other stuff that's not deep, and so it's just kind of a strange mix of... And that's exactly why why the 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 knock-on effect of the timelessness mm-hmm. is in theory only. Yeah. Is because too much too much of you is still in the depth of your own story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can chisel at that, mm-hmm. you'll have more space, more bandwidth mm-hmm. for, for timelessness to really ah yeah. really open. Yeah. Okay. So, so do the other work, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, great. That's a fun one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a bit of a stretch, shall we? Hi, Chris. <laughs> um, Could you bring the mic closer? Yes, I can. So, uh, I'm very in this world, um, and I have a lot of things going on that keep me in the world. Um, and typically, I'll get up in the morning and make my son breakfast, we get him ready for school, pack him off to school. I go to work and um, support an organization of a lot of people who are very aggressive. I'm starting a company, um, I've got real estate deals going on. <clears throat> and these are all just roles. Yes. Okay. Uh, and it's such a huge relief to not be the one making it all happen. Yes. Yes. 
So it's a bit closer again, yeah. Thanks. Um, since I've started this work, and it feels like work, I've come up with a number of techniques to keep my perception back. Okay, good. Okay. Um, and oftentimes I, I fail at those at those strategies and techniques. Sure, it's tried and error. So I get up and I try again. And oftentimes when when I by the time I'm caught up in it, I'm like firmly in the circus. It's too late. Like when I finally realize it, I'm I'm deep in it. Yeah. So I can I can wake up, you know, clear. And it could be hours that way. And so I come up start coming up with different strategies. Um, is there just sheer willpower? Mm-hmm. I'm just willing myself to stay there, but there are issues with that, right? It seems counter to what I'm trying to accomplish, right? Yes. Plus, it, it's exhausting. Yes, it's exhausting. Brute force, just different techniques I would have for a while. I was, you know, so there, there are all these different things. And so my question is kind of, uh, what am I drawing upon to reestablish this shift in perception? Uh, it, it feels like I'm just doing all these different types of things to keep myself um, out of the circus, to keep my, my, my mm. vision back. Mm. Um, and, yeah, oftentimes I'm a little bit confused as to how I'm actually supposed to actualize this. Yeah. So when we come in, almost always when we're born... Our perception is in in the truth, and as we're taught how to function in the world and we're taught how to identify and label, we we get caught in the story of us. Okay, so it's completely natural, actually, to have your perception pulled back. That's the natural one. It's unnatural what we have trained our mind to do to have an all about me story. It's so easily triggered. So, so. From the way you're talking, it's as though it's as though the natural thing is getting caught in the story. If you can see that the natural thing is is to have your perception at home, inside, your attention is inside, and then functioning happens from there. What is it that pulls you out? So we can talk about what pulls you back, what techniques there are to pull you pull your perception back. But you'll find more results in identifying in what makes the story about me, what makes okay. the drama, what turns it on. Yep. The question's coming from the other side. The other side. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Is it there then? Yes. It's there even when you know you're not Chris. Huh. Okay. Have you ever had an experience of Kundalini rising? No. Okay. I think it's going to take Kundalini to, to blow that out. Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's purely energetic. If it's not connected to identity, okay, it's, it's nothing to do with, with your perception then. It's, it's energetic. And if it's there in the center, well, it's, it's on that energetic path mm-hmm. that clears up when, at, at some point. And some people it's really dramatic and some people don't feel it at all and da 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 but 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 if there is something holding on there and it's energetic oh have you ever tried acupuncture with it i tried acupuncture but it wasn't for that yeah next time we go to an acupuncturist or chanting chanting no 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 i'm saying with that 
chanting, probably not. No, okay. it feels like it's energetic. Okay. It feels like it's an energetic kind of a, yeah, it's an energetic thing that needs to clear. Okay, so so it it feels like it's it's on the passageway for when for, for, so Kundalini is an energy that's in the base of the spine, and it's usually got to do with it's a type of a waking up experience and it usually helps to kind of clear everything blast open the chakras clear everything and and we feel it like oh gosh i don't know like a really really powerful orgasm is usually the, the sensation people do a specific types of yoga to do it i mean people try to make it happen but actually if you do this work it generally happens at some point anyway okay. but it feels like it's a blockage on the kundalini path and so the natural way it would clear would be Kundalini would shoot up through it and push it out at some point, right? Um, other than that, I, so, so I, it, it, it's going to go when, when, when Kundalini rises. It, it'll have to push it out. It'll have to push it out. It'll have to. Okay. So, but other than that, I would try acupuncture because acupuncture can clear the passageway for Kundalini. But I don't feel it's anything. I wouldn't even just give it no attention. I'd give it no attention. I can do that. Yeah. 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 It's just a thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 Kundalini and sort that out. And that'll happen. Thank you. Sure. Hi there. So I'm here to hear about the difference between want and desire. Yes. Yeah. I've been wanting, wanting, wanting for the last day or so. What did it's you learn? It's been great. <laughs> yes. You see, that's the thing. It's, it's been great. Yeah. It's freeing up that whole area. Yeah. Yeah. And were you able to give yourself, did you satisfy some of the wants? Well, I just did what I wanted. I went and had my hair done yesterday and I... Picked up this. I told you about this, but I picked up this departure magazine, which is I've never read, and it's just exquisitely beautiful publication. And I started going through it, and all these lovely places to go, and all this beautiful. Going, oh, I want that! I want that! I want this! I want everything in this book. (laughs) So yeah, um, I've never let myself look at that book before, even. She's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you for that. It's great to feel that phenomenal freedom. You know, when we, when we, sh- it's like, it's like, it's like celibacy in the Catholic Church. It know? is. It's like, totally. yeah, it's that kind of a thing. Yes. It's just, let's Rigid. suppress something and it's not there. And of course it comes out as a dysfunction, you know? So, so. Sideways. I, hmm? Yes, sideways. sideways. Yeah. Of course it does. Yeah. Of course it does. You know, it's about being completely human. Everything frees up, so you're completely human, you know. So, so okay. So we've started, and it feels good. That's what I was hoping. Is like she needs to feel good about having wants to give yourself permission to want things and to satisfy some of them and let others just be in fantasy land. Oh, that'd be lovely. I want that. Okay, might might not happen, you know. Okay, wants are fine. The next layer is 
to find what supports you. It's like, yeah, it's really good to have your hair done. Of course, of course it is. It's, it, it gives you a sense of well-being, makes, you know, it'll let you feel calmer. There are benefits to wanting something and, yeah, and resolving that want. It gives you a nicer life. Now, our thinking can imagine that, that everything we want is, is, is unhealthy. But actually, an awful lot of it is your body taking care of itself, your mind taking care of itself, uh-huh. just telling you that. Mm-hmm. You've got to allow that. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to distinguish it. Yes. Right? I mean, make the distinction. Yes. Right? Yes. That's, yes. That's where I have profound sadness. Ah, there's sadness. Profound oh, sadness. Oh, bless you. Yeah, yeah. It just comes whoosh. Oh. I mean, I could just right now just sob over the concept. Yeah. What the heck is that? It feels like that there's been a multitude of denying yourself that which is good in life. Mm Mm-hmm. And a multitude of lifetimes or, you know, I'm very loose about whether it's the same person's lifetimes or if it's actually in a global consciousness that we just don't know sometimes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's different for different people. The thing is like whatever is presenting is presenting and that's what we deal with, you know. Mm -hmm. But it feels huge, 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 huge that there is a a, a very deep-seated old pattern of suppressing that which is good in life, just that which is nurturing, and 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 that needs to be given to you. Mm-hmm. I need to give it to myself. To give it to yourself. Yes, that's yeah. right. That's right. I don't think I can. I don't think if I can if I can give it to myself that I can take it from someone else or the rest or the outside world. Right. I mean. Uh huh. Yeah. It's funny because this this is about being ready for a relationship. You 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 can't actually if you bring in this old pattern, a relationship is not going to nurture you. It can't nurture you. Mm-hmm. If you're able to take care of yourself, you're in a much healthier place mm-hmm. to be in a solid relationship. So it's almost like there's a preparation going on now, you know. So so for you to know what you want. Be able to give yourself what you want. It's like that is so so far away from the desires. It's <laughs> so far away. Do you uh, know? Desires yeah. of such a different energy. They're not even in the one... Same room. Same room. Mm-hmm. They're not even in the same room. Okay. Because that's the thing. If you know what I'm talking about there, then mm-hmm. you can already feel the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Desire is the trap. Desire is the trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And desire is that that will make me happy. Right. You see? Mm-hmm. And and it's not that traveling in some destination in the Departures magazine will make you happy. It's just that it would be beautiful and pleasurable and a lovely thing to do. Mm-hmm. But there's no, if I go there, I'm going to be happy. That'll do it. Mm-hmm. Very different energy, huh? Mm-hmm. Very different. Totally different. Mm-hmm. So it's like you've gone into that soft realm of being able to respond to your own wants, mm-hmm. your own needs. And I was in the desire before. So that was, uh, I see. 
that was the, so I got trapped yes. in that. Yes. And so in order to not get trapped in there, I took away the wanting. Correct. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. They both got jumped together because right. you, you, you're not going to go into that hole of desiring exactly. again. Exactly. Okay. So the whole thing got wiped out. Yeah. Okay. So what's really important is that we're able to separate so you know that the two of them are not in the same room so that you can totally have the ones, satisfy the ones that you can and practically you can and practically you can't and it comes down to that and it's fine. And if it happens, it's supposed to, if it doesn't, it's it, not. It's that yeah. soft. Yeah. It's once or that soft. Allowing. There's an allowing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's lovely and it makes life easier. Mm-hmm. But but there's no illusion or no no madness around what else it can satisfy. It's just there's cause and effect here. Mm-hmm. If you get this, it feels like this. That's lovely. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're soft. Yeah. You see? Mm-hmm. So this will bring you into a place of you being able to um, be more whole, be more independent, be more not needy in a relationship. And it's not that you are needy. It's that you don't even know what it would be to be needed because all of that is suppressed. It's all in the desire box. All in the desire box. So you will show no needs. So it's like all of this has to get looser. You know. Otherwise, I'll just be a victim. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's, and you're only half there. Yeah, that's what I keep thinking. Yeah, yeah. You see, see, you'd only be Uh, half available to somebody in a relationship. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to meet somebody. Jeez, I'm only 61. <laughs> it's wonderful. Look at you. You're beautiful. Like, it's all ahead of you. Come on. It's great. It's great. Okay. Yeah. I have another question for you. Back to some of the stuff that David was talking about with the... the, the moving away from the eye... Okay, so in uh, in my work, um, I'm I'm a healer, and I I know without a doubt that I'm not doing any of this. Mm-hmm. In fact, one time, in order for me to really experience that, I did the whole session from my earlobe. My whole consciousness was here, so that I could <laughs> see that everything was coming through. Okay, without me even being there, I was actually felt like I was. I was looking out my ear. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How I, and and uh, I still get caught up in it. People say to me that that you know you, you do really good work, huh? and I go, I don't know how to respond to that. Out of you know, if I, I go, no, uh, that's not true. Yes, and that's my ego making yes. a big deal out of it. And okay. Then, so do you? Know? Yes. Okay. Say thank you. What they say. You I do, do really all good work. Okay. Yes. I All right. Do. And do and what happens then? What happens inside you when you're saying thank you on the outside? Well, I ta- I I've learned to take that in. Okay, good. Okay, I've I've definitely learned to take that in. Yeah. Um, however, there's a piece. I'm trying to find out. There was a piece that was activated when you were having that conversation with David today, and I, I'm trying to articulate what was going on. I I know. That I'm not doing this. Yes. I know that. Yes. Right? Yes. And and people think I am. And so how do I... If, okay. Okay. People really think I am. And I keep telling them, you, you know, yes. this is... This, 
Yes. Yeah, anyway. Okay. So, is there an assumption that when people are, are saying that you're a great healer, that they are seeing you as a personal woman? Are you assuming that they're in the personal perspective? Yes. Okay. Yes. You can drop that. Okay. Got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So I could be saying thank you to them on a whole other level. Yes, because consciousness is talking to consciousness always. Okay. Cool. All right. Always. It's thank always you. Ta- consciousness talking to consciousness. Wow, that's a relief. Yeah, isn't it? Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. That's as, that's as, as relieving as knowing that. I got the distinction between wanting and... Man, I'm so freaking relieved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. whole lot of levels here. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's it. So, so, you know, even if consciousness is playing at being separate, it's consciousness. It's like it's, it becomes too, too cumbersome a thought to imagine, to project that somebody is coming from their ego. It's like... It's consciousness. If consciousness, uh, how, how do I know what consciousness is? Is this? Is, uh, who am I to like label that consciousness is now coming yeah. through a dysfunctional? What is that? It's all consciousness. Okay. Just ego. Yes, that's just the ego. other. That's that's, that's ego. the ego. See, that's where I was trying. That's, that's what the ego. David that's what activating. I was trying. Yes. Yes. Okay. Got it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ego projects that it's ego. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's only ego projects that it's ego. It's okay. it's just always, always consciousness talking about consciousness. <laughs> you know. Yes. And if that body mind That's character, right. you know, facilitates pure consciousness to come through, of course it does. <laughs> so is the other person. Is pure consciousness facilitating, allowing healing energy to come through them and for the body mind. Yes. All of it yeah. to be helped, of course. Because none of us are doing any of it. Anyway. None of us. There's no none of us. We're not they're even not doing it either. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, that was my. Uh, yeah, that that's was... it. Nobody's doing any of it. There are no separate beings. Consciousness just plays as as if there are, just so that it enables it to have experiences. That's all that's happening. That's really joyful. Yeah. You see, it's simple. Yeah. It's so simple, really. We make it complex. No, mm-hmm. we bring in the rights and the wrongs, and it's so simple. Well, I I told you, you know, Friday. I I was on a serious I was on a serious path to try to become enlightened as a goal for twenty five years. Yeah, right? and I could use spirituality, any aspect of it, just to bludgeon myself. It's yeah, just really yeah interesting. Yeah, right? yeah. And so the wanting is just another piece. Yes, of it's the, another little piece of that yes. loosening up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Great. Thank yeah, you good for so you. Much. You're very welcome. I really appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Donald? Okay, and then we'll have lunch. So, <laughs> okay. In four months, I retire. Ah. And so I'm looking at this big space happening in my life, and my question is guidance. 
I ask that a lot, I think. <laughs> so my story about it is, well, I just have to, it has to be trial and error. So I, you know, I get this idea and then I try that and it either works or it doesn't. And is there, is there... You mean trial you and error? Trial, in other words, okay, so I've already got some events lined up that I'm going to go to, mm-hmm. um, like the near-death exp- uh, near death, uh, uh, thing that's happening in San Antonio in September. It's the week after I retire. Okay, okay, very good. <laughs> and I get to hear these beautiful stories uh, about people who have experienced, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, okay. uh, but it's like, are there tips? Are there, is there, is there a, a, a better way to use my time other than just trial and error? I guess is what I'm after. Why would there be error? <laughs> okay, so there's no such thing. Well, why would there be error? Rather uh, than dismissing okay. where is that coming from? Well, um, So that's a judgment about, um, well, this didn't work out, so I'm going to do something else. That's what I think of as error. And, and what, how would you know if something didn't work out? What, what would be the, the, the criteria for failure? Uh, because it became more and more of an effort. All of a sudden it becomes something I make happen and it gets tiring and the level of frustration rises and it's, wait a minute, this is just me making this happen. So that's what I see as error, is me, oh, getting this idea that is coming from my story that I'm supposed to do X because that's a good thing to do, and oh, that's spiritual, so I can do that. And, you know, that's the idea of error. Okay. What's not spiritual? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So that's... um, That's something, a part of my story, then, that some things are and some things are not. Yeah. If it's all God, if it's then all then, consciousness, right. then... Then there's nothing, there's no wrong choices. Is that what you're saying? No, I, um, well, I, I'm, I'm after what you think, because it's funny, because in this exchange, you're kind of looking for the right answer. Yes. And, and I'm after that. Because that's where the idea of error comes from. (laughs) So I'm looking for um, a way to um, save time, if you will, of just blindly trying this and trying that and... Save time. So I'm 70. (laughs) <laughs> or I will be in September. Okay. And so there's a certain finite amount of time there. So? No, really, really. What, what I mean... What, what... Do you have a bucket list? What not needs re- to be not, done? Not really. Okay. Other than just... I, I Okay, so there's just one big thing, and that is to really let go of my story entirely. Okay. 
So that's that's my only <clears throat> that's the, that's it. Okay. To totally let go of story. Okay. To totally let go of ego and see it as a tool only and let it become just a tool as okay. you describe. Yeah. So then <clears throat> the idea that time could be wasted, mm-hmm. that you could waste time. Right. Well, that's part of the story, <clears throat> isn't it? Okay, yes. So I that has to that. go too. That has to go. Okay. So the idea that there's right things and wrong things you can do. Less and more productive is, is the way I like to describe it. Okay. And in theory, yes, there are things that are more conducive to leaving the space. Like meditation, for instance. Sure. And getting drunk might be less conducive. <laughs> so True. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But in your system, Donald, they're kind of more serious. They've got an overlay of right and wrong. Right. Or I should and I shouldn't. Right. That layer has to go. It's the... F- that, that sort of lightens up. Okay, yeah. I just felt some lightness yeah. in there. It's quite subtle, but that's the biggest block, is your framework of right and wrong. And wrong, of wasted time and yes. val- uh, valuable use of time. Yes, what I should and what I shouldn't do. The rules. Right. That's stopping the natural flow of pure consciousness moving through because the Donald character knows best how to spend the Donald character's time. Or wants to figure out what's best anyway. Sure. That's what I'm wanting to do is figure out, get, get your um, gems of wisdom about that and then apply it. <laughs> right. And we're just, we'd just be feeding into the framework of what is good and what is right. And that is the rigidity that's keeping Donald in place. He works very hard, you know. It takes a lot of effort to sustain that kind of um, perseverance and endurance and d- determination and patience and perseverance. You know, <laughs> you know? it's like yeah. There's a lot of uh, sort of uh, subconscious energy being applied. A lot, and you need that energy for you, for living, for life, for being fluid, for seeing what the universe shows you about. Truth. Right, that's what I want. I, I yeah. want it to be fluid and flow. And it was like I needed the explanation of how to how the how uh, the story of Donald would apply that, and that's the whole thing. That's the, the whole the, thing. You have it. Is that's the, the, the story of Donald can't, can't even go there? Yes, because he's a liar. Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. When you see that it's the story of Donald, well, Donald, it, it's all—it's already over. It's finished, you know. Because when you can see that it's the story of Donald, then you're not him. Right. Perfect. That's what. And that's where the trust happen. comes in. So that the, the answer is trust. Okay. <laughs> I can see the Donald character kind of turning that into something else for his own benefit. 
You see, because the Donald character is the one who has to trust. Ah. We've got somebody trusting something. Now we're back in duality again. Okay. See how fast he slides in there. Whew. Yeah. He's a, he's a quick burger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed. No place to cling to. Wide open, no anchor, no reference point. And it will, the Donald character will say, this is directionless and this is pointless and this isn't going anywhere and this is high risk. And it's like, Donald character, I'm going to turn down the volume now and I'm just going to rest back here. And you can jump and scream all you like. Ineffective. I'm listening, not going there. No. No. And don't let it be another aspect of the Donald character who's not going there. You know, it's very clever, this Donald character. This passion. You feel it in your body, the relief, the rest, the fluidity. You feel it, you know. It's the place of where there's no right and wrong. And regards the retirement, if it was myself, I think I'd be practical. I'd spend a bit of time looking after my body, you know, keeping my brain active. And then I'd see what the day would bring. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Wow, that, that's incredibly freeing. So there's no wrong, there's no right, there's no wrong. Just be. And see what happens. And see what happens. That feels really nice. Yes. It does, of course it does. Because the Donald character is turned off, you know? Thank you.